What's up, team? This is a team that is not a sports team. It's a magic team. What kind of magic team? Well, kind of like a magic team from Space Jam, if you consider the Monstars magic. Wow, you pulled the Monstars right out of there. I yeah. have no idea what that team was called. What? How? It's the Monstars. I, I last saw Space Jam in the year 1982, before it was even released. <laughs> One. That's impressive. Yeah, thank that's you. That's very impressive. I have connections in the industry. Um, two, that's a that's a crime. <laughs> to see Space Jam. Oh, to not have to seen have not it. seen it since then. When was the last time you watched Space Space Jam? It has been within the last six years. Whoa! I thought you were going to say six days. <laughs> <laughs> it's been within the last six hours. <laughs> I have always watched Space Jam in the last six hours. Man, if I was animated, I would definitely play professional basketball. Yeah. No question about it. Yeah. Um, if I were Michael Jordan, I would definitely play professional basketball. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. I think so. And you're on our team, much like the members of the Looney Tunes yes. help out Michael Jordan himself to shoot those sweet, sweet baskets. That's right. You help us talk about magic. Because if you weren't there, we'd be talking into a void, essentially. Yeah. Much like... I didn't have one for that. <laughs> Uh, Much like the, the the empty net before the basketball enters it yes. and makes it complete. <laughs> Man, every net's just waiting around like, gosh, I hope a basketball comes One here. One day. Like, nets really need to learn some independence. <laughs> Guess what, net? You're good enough. You're enough. Exactly. You're enough just by yourself. Welcome to Magic the Amateuring. Thanks for being on our team. Uh, we're on your team, too. And today, this team's talking magic, our devastation specifically. That's right. We're playing it. Are you playing it? We hope so, because it's great. Yeah, it's super fun. And we're going to talk our first impressions of our devastation limited. We talked about the pre-release last episode in our vlog yeah. on our YouTube channel as well. Go check it out, youtube.com slash mtacast. But um, why yeah. did you say that as though it's a secret? <laughs> because it is a secret. It's the best kept secret in magic. Magic, Megan. By the way, everybody, we have a YouTube, we have a YouTube channel. channel. Go look Shh. at it. It's a really good channel. Hit subscribe, please. Thank you. If you're watching this, you've already found it. Yes. <laughs> Congratulations. You've done it. Yeah. You've done it. Uh, while we're done. While we're done. <laughs> while we're done. After we're done talking about Hour of Devastation Limited, we're going to go ahead and have some story time. Yes. Megan yeah. is all caught up on the magic story related to Hour of Devastation. That's right. I haven't been reading it, so I, I, I like specifically do not read it because I just yeah. love Megan's recap so much. So you're going to get a great recap. You're going to get a recap of what's going on. Plus, we'll talk, hey, is there anything interesting happening in Standard? It's a Standard Corner, and it's going to be in your life. Yep. And we've got just a flavor like, text Just eater. like many standard corners. <laughs> yeah. This room has four standard corners. Well, I'm going to uh, say three I'm standard say three corners. three standard corners and one unusual corner. Yeah. <laughs> there is something very unusual about one of the corners in this room. <laughs> can you guess which one it is? And can you guess what the unusual thing is? No, it's not a small child standing with their back to the, <laughs> to the room. <laughs> That's not happening. <laughs> no. It's Megan definitely would be right not. out of here. <laughs> Yeah, it would be. But before we do any of those things, we need to say thank you, of course, to you, our listeners, for continuing to be amazing people and supporting us on Patreon.com slash MTACast. We're also happy. That <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> that we were mad? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're also so happy that, that you're a patron. <laughs> I'm mad that you're... 
No, I can't even. I can't yeah, even yeah, pretend yeah, yeah, to be yeah, mad yeah. at you. That's how Thank happy I am. Thank you so much to everyone who makes this show possible. Um, it it it. I gosh, <laughs> Megan, you need to eat the rest of that bagel before we do this show. She's got a bagel sitting here, uneaten. She's eating half a bagel oh today. It is the afternoon, and that's been your only food. Apparently. <laughs> Recalling the name of the Monstars was like my peak for this episode. And it's just all downhill from there. Like I I peaked early remembering the name of the monster team from Space Jam. And now who knows what's going to happen. You can go to Patreon and support us at any level from $1 an episode all the way up to 10 or more if you want. I just somehow snorted in that sentence and I don't quite know how it happened. (laughs) Normally it only happens when I laugh, but that was while I was talking. Yeah, it really was. Megan, am I becoming a pig person? (laughs) Do you know what? If you were, I wouldn't tell you. What? Why? I don't. Would you want me to tell you? First of all, I want to know if I'm becoming a if I'm a robot. Second of all, I want to know if I'm becoming. Humming a pig person so I can hopefully stop it. That sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. No, I think I agree that it would like not be great. <laughs> you just want to spare me the knowledge. Yeah, exactly. Before like before you okay, eat me for my bacon. What if before I tell you, um, one, if you became a pig, I would stop eating bacon. Oh, thank you. Um, two, like I don't think I would tell you until I knew if it was reversible. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Like I would find that out for you because it's like yeah. if it's reversible, then I'll tell you, and then we can figure out a way to reverse it. Okay. But if it's permanent like I'm not going to tell you because there's nothing you can do about it. You'd be it. like Maria I think you should take that trip to Wales. Yes. <laughs> Just letting you know. Exactly. <laughs> and you should probably pack a bag of mud. Yeah. <laughs> to use when you get there. Um, anyway Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com slash MTA cast. <laughs> Support the show. It means everything to us and thank you to everyone who's become a new member of the Less Than 1% Club since our last episode. We also have to say a big thank you to CardKingdom.com slash MTA cast. Please use our affiliate link if you're going there to buy your cards, which you should because Card Kingdom is well known as the number one best place to buy magic cards in the whole magic universe. Their customer service is second to none. I just ordered cards from them two days ago. Yeah. And you're going to play those cards on Sunday. And I'm playing these cards this weekend. So their shipping is really fast. If you ask them to put an MTA cast sticker in the order, they'll do that for you. Yeah. They're just super nice, super great, super fast. Cardkingdom.com slash MTA cast. It rhymed. Yeah. So it has to be true. (laughs) (laughs) Well known fact. of Devastation Limited. Those are the sounds in the background of a soft Megan clapping. Oh, you weren't clapping? You were like punching a fist, mm-hmm. a fist into your hand? Mm-hmm. Oh. Of Megan getting down to business drafting Hour of Devastation. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, boom. Sick beats. That's right. Maria. Yes. What have you drafted in Hour of Devastation? Every card. Every card? That's not true. I have not drafted every card, but what I've been trying to do is actively draft as many different kinds of decks as I can. Oh. Uh, not only because that's super fun, I just want to see if certain synergies and strategies work in the format. Mm. And uh, I've drafted a lot of pretty sweet decks, some of them more successful than others, but all of them sweet nonetheless. Uh, one of the sweetest was, uh, you were here for this, Megan, was a, we drafted first pack one, pick one, 
Freeing sanity. Ooh, that's that's right. right. You got to mill. mill. <laughs> so this is a rare. So that's a, the only downside is that, well, you probably it probably should be a rare because you don't want to make this too easy for people to do. But um, at the end of each, each end step, your opponent, whoever is enchanted with freeing sanity, mills as many cards as have been put into the, their graveyard this turn. So... Uh, you're just trying to mill them out. And um, the deck turned out to be not great, but look, I didn't get everything I needed for it. I needed mm-hmm. some of this, the cards from um, Amonkhet that like have single blue cycling and then they and then it the causes them to discard. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what that card is called because literally nobody ever or played it. Or the mill it. card. Or, which is the mill card? There's one that cycles or it mills them for five. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of, mm-hmm. that one. And I didn't have any of those, but I did have Seer of uh, the Last Tomorrow, which, mm-hmm. ooh, that's an epic card name, Seer of the Last Tomorrow, which is a 1-4 for a single blue and you tap it and discard a card, uh, your opponent mills three. So that in conjunction with uh, Fraying Sanity is pretty sweet. Winds of Rebuke, it also randomly mills for two yes. out of nowhere. Um, so I was just trying to see if this deck could work, and I actually do think it could work. It just We just didn't get as many of the tools as we needed. Yeah. Um, but we had, we had a fair amount of them, and nearly won our two matches that we lost uh, due to, uh, we lost but we were almost going to mill them. So I think I think it's possible. Mm-hmm. I, I do think mm-hmm. it's pretty tricky. Mm-hmm. But if you want to try this deck in the format, I think it's there. I think it's there. So you the, can the, try it. the stars just have to align. So that's yes. been one of my favorites. How about you, Megan? Um, I drafted a sick uh, deck that was like two Torment of Scarabs. Sick. It was just, you know, like a black-white, black-white zombies kind of thing with some Hour of Revelation in there. Oh, yeah. Action. And you know what? Like, I like Torment of Scarabs. Torment of Scarabs, I think, is a good card. Yeah. Um, I do think it belongs more in an aggro deck than, yeah. because uh, then it's harder it's really for them pressure. to just be like, I'm going to take three every turn, which is some, what some of my opponents did. Um, but eventually, even then, like, as long as you're stable, yeah. if they have Torment of Scarabs, like, eventually they can't just keep taking three. And then you start really eking out some card advantage. Speaking of black-white zombies, that deck is insane now. Yeah. If you can get it, it's very good. Yes. I think people are picking up on the fact that this deck, it was, you know, good in Amonkhet, but now I think it's really good. Yeah. Uh, it's got a lot of, uh, it got a lot of cards to make it even better. Yes. So. What are some of your favorite cards that it's picked up? Okay. So it's picked up a key common, which is always like, if you can find out that there's commons that are coming into a deck um, that help it be better, that that's a big sign that the deck is yeah. getting stronger because you don't even need uncommons for it. Yeah. So the number one is um, Mummy Paramount, which mm-hmm. is just a 2-2 two, two for 2, but when you play a zombie or a zombie enters the battlefield under control, it gets plus 1, plus 1 until end of turn. So it's basically a 3-3 three, three for 2 because in the zombies deck, yeah. that's all you're playing. You're just always putting more zombies into it's play. It's just a lot of zombies. Yeah, The other absolutely. common it picked up was Marauding Bone Slasher. 3-3 three, three for 3. Can't block if you don't have any other zombies, but, but usually... What? You've got zombies. It's just a 3-3 three, three for 3. But also, you don't really want to block in this deck because it's very, it's usually a pretty aggressive deck, which yeah. Black-White isn't super known for, but um, unconventional tactics in this deck uh, yeah. is definitely promoting it to be an, an aggressive attack. deck. That's the one for a single white. It's Oof. a sorcery. A uh, creature gets plus 3, plus 3, and flying until end of turn. It gets 2 and, two and a white, and then it costs a single white oh, to bring it back. Yeah. That's right. And then it costs a single white. If you play it, if you cast a zombie, yeah. you can pay a white to bring it back from the graveyard. Yeah. Pretty sweet. It's so sick. I've been definitely tactics to death. Yeah. 
Absolutely. A cursed horde is in this deck. Unraveling Mummy, which is the gold card. Yeah. Uh, the two, Ooh, three. That card is so oh boy, good. You need to Because kill it that just card. means that you can attack all the time because it gives them death touch. So they can trade with anything. Yeah. And it gives them lifelink. Yeah. So <laughs> you're winning just gives the race. Them everything. Yeah. I got to say, of all the drafts that I've done, the number one deck that I've played against more than any other deck is the Black White Zombies deck. Yeah. Full absolutely. Stop. So I think this deck is kind of like the deck to beat right now but the good news is is that i think that a lot of color combinations are super viable in this format mm-hmm. um including blue green oh have you drafted some cool blue deck. green decks megan i had the literal sweetest blue green deck that could possibly be drafted yesterday oh yeah what was it like i had a nissa Steward elements in there. Pick that up in pack three. She just she just passed to me. No big deal. Wow. I was in in the competitive queue, Um, so that's why that happened. Yeah. Um, And I also had what is it? The bird. I don't want to call it a bird. It can be a bird. The monarch. It's a green. It costs five, and it can be. It can have flying. It can have hexproof, depending on Um, your creature. What is it? Myriad. Yeah, myriad monarch or something something like like that. that, Yeah. Yeah, and um, it's uh, just. Just a crazy weird card. I, I had someone play that against me. It was very good. Yeah. And like it's its power and toughness are equal to Double. twice the number of creatures that you have. Yeah. So when it was played against me, it was like an 8-8. Eight, eight. Sick. And it got flying at the beginning of combat every turn. And it's like, yep, okay. I mean, the, the green deck has access to a lot of stuff at common that's going to allow it to cast huge creatures before you should be able to cast them. Yeah, absolutely. So, like Sifter Worm is a thing in this deck, which is a 7-7 seven, seven with tramp tramps. And then when you play it, you scry three, reveal the top card, you gain life equal to that card, CMC, which is confirmed mana cost, big secret. And I played against our friend Sam, who you might know from the last episode talking to us about Peasant Cube, and he revealed another Sifter Worm with that. So basically he cast a Palaka Worm on me. Um, nice. Brutal. Brutal. Real nice. So the key to this deck is definitely getting like those two fours um, that tap to add two colors of mana with exert. Or yeah. not two colors, two men of the same color, that sort of thing. And uh, Aerial or, or Guide. one without exerting. Yeah, one without exerting. Aerial Guide is a little 2-2 flyer flyer that when it attacks, it gives another creature attacking creature flying. So you're just like flying in with your giant 7-7 or your in- enormous hippo, trample hippo. Yeah. Oh my Five, God. six trample hippo. Rough. Um, I played a blue green deck that was a desert deck nice. uh, with Hour of Promise. I, wait, 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 Megan. We said Hour of Promise was a real poop scoop. Yeah, you know what? Um, if you pick up five or six deserts, which I did, I had six deserts in this deck. Yeah. It's totally fine because you're always going to, I never cast it and didn't get my zombies. That's so cool. Um, and I also had cards that wanted me to be ramping with something like that. Uh, like I had hour of eternity, which is the blue, blue, blue X, X spell that you, um, eternalize X creatures. I splashed for that card the other day, by the way, in a field deck. For triple blue? Yes. And Bold. it was it was actually fine. Yeah. <laughs> um it's it was great. I, I brought back five things one oh turn. Oh my god. It was absurd. Uh, I also had a river hoopoo in that deck. <gasps> which hoopoo is great. And then when you eternalize it, it's a four four. Wow. And then you just play five draw great. card? Huh? Oh yeah, gosh. you pay five draw card. It was that deck was so that deck was Sounds also great. super sick. Uh, it had my, one of my favorite rares from Almond Cat, which is New Perspectives. <laughs> Just draw three. Just it's draw a, it's three, a rare man. that says six mana draw three. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm here put for it this. In my dick. Yeah, I will play it all day. Scaled Behemoth, 
God, that card is still unbeatable. Just, brutal. just unbeatable. And yeah, my opponent had so many more creatures on board, but they couldn't attack into me because it's like, yeah, what are you going to do about this six, seven that I played on turn five? And you know what? The striped, uh, what is it? Side, sidewinder serpent. I can't think of the name oh, of yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the striped serpent of some, some kind. Some kind of striped stripe like, serpent. Ma- like blue for cycling. Yes. And then um, seven mana. For a five, five hexproof serpent. Yeah. So Quite good. this is what I want to happen. Someone to build the crocodile serpent deck and then put on six cents onto these things. And then maybe, I don't know, cartouche of knowledge. Um, you, I mean, you've already won the game at this point, but it yeah, would just be cool. True. It would just be cool. Speaking of deserts. Yeah. I know we said that this set was like, hey, deserts are going to matter way more than they did in Amonkhet. Because in Amonkhet, they're kind of like, oh, this is a desert. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Whatever. But now you, you certainly have a reason to play the deserts a lot more. And I think that they can be fairly high picks yeah. in draft. Absolutely. Um, um, there's certainly not something that you like. There's something that you have to consider when you see it because th- there's a very good chance it will not come back to you. Yeah, that's true. Um, absolutely. I mean, you can cycle them if you need to draw a card, so that's really handy. Uh, and then they turn on a lot of cards that ask for deserts in the graveyard or uh, on the battlefield. And uh, the O4 Wall of Pharaohs, that's the name of it, Wall of Pharaohs, that taps and pings for one if you have a desert yeah. in either of those zones. That's a good card. I love yeah. that card. Absolutely. Um, I also, I when we were talking about this, like, what is it? Striped Riverwinder or something like that? Gosh, now it's bugging me. Now I, yeah. want, now I need to know. Anyways, I had a deck that had uh, this, uh, a card from Amonkhet also that's like three in a blue, bring back two cards with cycling from your graveyard. Oh your yeah, hand. Sacred Excavation. Yeah, so I had, um, I had Lay Claim and then two <laughs> of those and then like some of the hippos and stuff. And it was an amazing deck because I would just cycle those all early. It's like, oh, I can just cycle this. Yeah. And then later on when I need a big finisher, I'll bring it back. I'll like draw two big finishers. I'll like basically draw a lay claim and a, sur- a hexproof sure. striped river winder. Striped wi- river winder. There it is. Great. By the way, the art on this card, really cool because yeah. it's kind of more sort of like anime style, I would even say. Yeah. But... Very, yeah. like, a little bit more old school in its illustration style. And it's a nice. bloody river. Yeah, it's in that the blood river that we talked about. I hadn't really taken a look at the art on the swamps in this set, but... Blood rivers, all of them. Oh, boy. Blood rivers. I mean, what is a swamp but a river of blood? <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure, sometimes. Seems about right. Overall, Megan, what would you yes. say about the speed of the format? Because Amonkhet was known for being fast beatdowns. Um, you know, I think it's definitely slowed down, mm-hmm. which isn't to say that you can't get aggroed. I've certainly oh, no, gotten certainly aggroed by well. red-black yeah. decks. I had a deck that, like, flung, like, had fling in it yeah. and got me for, like, the last six points, and it's like, yeah, all right, that's a thing. Or, in you know, Inferno Jet or something like that. Right. Um, but I do think that there's a little bit more room. There is room. And there's also cards that let you plan around not getting um, not getting aggroed, like God Pharaoh's Faithful or something like that. Right. So, yeah, I think the format is kind of wide open at this point to do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. We'll see if it narrows down after the Pro Tour. That's always kind of when people are, like, figuring it out for sure and then trying to just hone in on the best draft strategy and of course draft is like something that's always evolving even if after the pt people are like oh it's only aggressive decks and you have to draft this red black deck and then just beat 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 down 
or whatever, then people are going to draft a deck that can deal with that deck effectively. And it kind yeah. of like the evolution. Or too many people try and draft it. Right. And then it's, it's just not, not as good. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, let us know how you've been doing uh, with our Devastation Limited. You can tweet at us at MTA Cast or just think it really hard and maybe it will get into our brain. Maybe it'll get to us. <laughs> you should at least give it a shot. You should at least try. Try right now. Are you trying? Are you trying right now? Try harder. Try harder. Hey, everybody. It's Almond Cat Hour of Devastation story time. Story time. What's happening on Almond Cat? Well, only bad stuff. We told you last time to tuck yourselves in and have a teddy bear, uh, but uh, the story turned out to be not appropriate for children. That's correct. Uh, unless you want your kids to know right now the hard truths about dying. Yeah, I mean, well, gotta learn sometime. Exactly. So I think the last time we were here, we talked about Razaketh making the river all made of blood. Yes, I remember that vividly. Uh, and the scorpion god just taking Ronus out. Yeah. Just, you know, stinger to the head. Yes. Oh, brutal. brutal. Okay, so, you know, in the next one, you you get to see Kefnet and Oketra fight the scorpion god. Okay. Uh and Why are they all, question, Yeah. why are they all going after one, I mean... Well, because, so the Scarab God, at that point, at this point, hasn't really been doing anything. He's still outside the gates. Okay. And the Locust God has just unleashed all of the locusts. Okay. So, like, they each have their job, right? The Scarab God, you don't know his job. Yeah, we'll get to okay. it this time. Okay. The Locust God is taking down the Hecma, the protective barrier, with his locusts. Okay. With its locusts. Uh, and the scorpion god's job seems to be to take out the other gods. Wow. Okay. So that's why they're all fighting the scorpion okay, god. Because it's it. the one that's like coming for them. Got it. So Capnet. Oh, sorry. I have a sesame seed in my teeth. <laughs> Bagel update. Megan has gotten this far. If you're on I've the video, you far. can see how far she's going. Um, I only have a little, like a little quarter of it left. Anyways. Okay. So. Wait. Before we continue. Yeah. Do you know what really bothers me? What? Is people who eat bagels like a sandwich. Ooh, who does that? I don't know, but, like, I think it's a thing. Oh, my God. That's too much. Yeah. Like, how can you bite a full bagel? Do you eat your bagel like a sandwich? Please tweet at us what that experience is like. Because eating a bagel like a sandwich is like eating a sandwich, but only the butt sides of the bread, but, like, ten of the breads compressed into one. Yeah, Maybe so even dense. more than ten. It's so dense. I could and not do like that. And there's, like, not enough cream cheese to bagel ratio at that point. Oh, no. So, anyways... Uh, certainly, has, certainly no one has ever eaten a bagel like a sandwich. no one has ever eaten a bagel <laughs> like a sandwich. And I'm not talking about a bagel sandwich where there's actual sandwich things in the middle. Don't even try. I'm talking about cream cheese. Yuck. Okay. No. So that has a lot to do my with body, our devastation. I, my body just couldn't handle it. If this, if yeah, I, like this, that's this what I'm me, saying. If I'm holding something like this, I'm going to eat it and expect a sandwich experience in my mouth. If I'm doing it like this and I'm and all I get is a big cream cheese, I'm just not ready for it. Yeah. I need it on an open-faced bread yeah. item. Yeah. Uh, so, Context. anyways. Yes. Uh... Hour of Devastation. So, uh, right, the Scorpion God, Oketra and Kefnet are like, we need to take care of this Scorpion God. And so they team up. Okay. And they're, like, fighting him together. And the Scorpion Blue God light. is still just, like, 
really just beating him up. Um, and then Kefnet, star- it looks like Kefnet's been injured by the scorpion god. You know, his wings all messed up. Um, and so, you know, and so the scorpion god goes in for the attack, but it turns out it was all a bluff. And Kefnet flies away, and then Oketra shoots the scorpion god. Uh, and the scorpion god just explodes into a bunch of, like, sa- like crumbles like dry sand. Whoa! Uh, and everyone's like, yay, they got him! Um, and Kefnet and Oketra are like, nice teamwork. Uh, and then the scorpion god just <laughs> reassembles. Oh my god. Like all of that sand that like fell apart just so it goes <laughs> and and is there again. Horrifying. You know? Uh, so and then and then and then the scorpion guy kills Kefnet. Just while Kefnet is like high fiving Oketra essentially. <laughs> They're not really high-fiving. What a but way to go. They're basically Mid-high high-fiving. Five. They're like about to high-five and the scorpion god is just like, and like Ronus, like right through the head, right through Kefnet's head. Wow. Um, and everyone's just like, oh, God. Brutal. Oh. Uh, and then Oketra and the scorpion god fight and then the scorpion god gets Oketra also. Yeah. Um, and Gideon cries. He doesn't cry in the story. It doesn't I talk mean, about him crying, but he's around and you imagine that he's crying. But like, remember when he met Oketra and it was kind of like a vibe of like, he exactly. was super into he's her? He's super into, he like, he's <laughs> super into Oketra in a spiritual way. Oh, um, okay. And so, you know, he like watches this God die yeah. and is, you know, pretty heartbroken about it. Mm-hmm. As you can imagine, everybody's just like, it, it describes like, you know, when everybody, every time a God dies, the other gods feel it and all the people feel it yeah you know like a like a big dark hole opening up in their souls it's like whenever somebody doesn't eat the last pizza roll and then it just goes bad and it was on the counter like i feel it maria one time i walked into your house and there were week old pizza rolls in your toaster oven (laughs) (laughs) and if you're all thinking that that's a story i just made up it's not That's real. Yeah. That's real. I didn't get to all of them. So it's like that feeling. Yeah. And that was That I felt when I walked into your house (laughs) and saw a toaster oven full of uneaten, disgusting, moldy pizza rolls. Whoa, 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 whoa. A pizza roll is never disgusting, even when covered in mold. (laughs) A mother can never not love her child. Um, so, so right. It's like, you know, like the little <laughs> candle of their souls have all been snuffed out every wow. time one of these gods bites it. Okay. Um, and so, okay. So that happens. Right. And then that's, that's all one story. Oh, and that's, that's the story where, uh, Hepatra, it turns out is just like a total badass. Oh yeah. This is Hepatra Vizier of Poisons. Uh, so she like poisons her her the edges of her blades with like this poison that destroys the central nervous system Whoa. so that even when she stabs zombies like you know you can't kill them because they're the undead yeah then they can't move oh that's pretty just, good you know resourceful exactly she's resourceful she has a giant basilisk that she rides that's like her basilisk familiar and they go through the streets cool. together just like fighting and killing and just getting everybody and but then she has to watch Kefna and, and Oketra die um, and she's pretty distraught about Rough. it. Uh, so yeah, Hepatra turns out total baller. She's probably going to die. Don't get attached. Um, yeah. Yeah. Vizier of poisons. Great. 
Uh, I wish I wish that, you know, she could just ride her basilisk through the streets of Amonkhet forever. <sighs> She'll be riding it and whatever. And well, I don't even know if there's an afterlife I don't know what anymore. their afterlife is like, yeah. Because <laughs> this was apparently it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so, so yeah, there, you know, that happens. And then Nick, Nikki B is there. Nikki, Nikki B, is B there. comes in. Um, and uh, Hazaret is so mad. Hazaret's just like, <laughs> you know. Hazard's just like, what is this nonsense? She has a lot of fury. Exactly. And Hazard's just like, maybe this is testing all of us. But then she sees this, you know, terrible dragon who's just Nicol Bolas lands, looks at all of this terrible stuff going on and just like grins. He's, He's like, like, yeah, we got there. I did this. And Hazard sees him and just like, we've been betrayed. This is terrible. This and is then, like Nicol Bolas has still had all these moments. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nicol Bolas is like, yeah, I still had all these. Yeah. So and then uh, Bantu comes up and Bantu's like, oh, Bullets, you're back. Uh, you know, like, didn't I do such a good job, like, maintaining all of the, like, you know, all of my siblings' false memories? Turns out Bantu what? was in on it. Bantu? Bantu was in on it because she's the god of ambition. So uh, she was, sense. like, it was her ambition that got to her, you know? What a little butt she kisser. She wanted to be the best. And so Kissing then, dragon and butt. And then Bolas is like, yeah, now your job is to kill Hazareth. And Bantu <gasps> and Hazareth just, like... Fight, 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 fight. And then Bantu basically, like, almost kills Hazaret. Hazaret is, like, is encased in this, like, tar stuff, essentially. Wow. And Bolas is like, nice job, Bantu. And then Bolas kills Bantu. Which is where you get Bantu's last reckoning. Like, right, Bolas hits her with some real bad magic. Um, and Bantu, in, like, her last moment, just, like, it just, like, you know... Goes all out. Goes. And also, like, releases Hazaret from the tar stuff that was killing her. This is why you don't get in bed with a mob boss. Exactly. Because in the end, you're going to no, end up dead. you're just going to end up dead. So, uh, so Hazaret's still alive. Bantu is now dead. Oh uh, Nicol Bolas is like, good job, Bantu. That was your last job because now I'm killing you. Um. Yeah, so then we get Bantu's last reckoning. Uh, Hazaret's still around, although she hasn't done anything in a couple of episodes and then the most recent one it was just like a montage of the people of Amonkhet dying wow yeah that's a that's a bummer of epic proportion it really is so um like all of these uh i don't know what's the word that i'm looking i'm not not like mausoleum but like all of the like you know places where all of like the the eternals all of the bound mummies were kept um this is the scarab job god's job where the scarab god goes and it like they're all like end up encased in this like blue you know scarab like yeah armor wow um so yeah creepy so all of the eternals come out and they are like basically have this impenetrable scarab skin now they're like they're not bound up they're in blue they're like all blue so are there survivors are there still people like trying to I mean, there's people trying to fight, but like the last episode was basically just the the people who were left getting killed by the Eternals as oh the Eternals boy. run through the city. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot of ways to die in Amonkhet right now, and you just watch a bunch of people die like that. Sure, sure. I guess if you're into snuff films. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> what it is in, for the last one. People just getting oh, stepped. There's oh, God, Pharaoh's faithful. Great. She's just like she uh she, so she's great. the person at the top who's like watching all of this at the top of the story, who's like watching the army of eternals come out, you know, with their blue yeah. scarab shells, essentially they're like new exoskeletons, and she's like, This is great and they all surround her and she's just like, I'm gonna die at the hands of these 
and they all stab her and she's like, yay! <laughs> wow. Commitment, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Something to be She's said. like real into it. Um, Weird. She believes it the whole time. But none of our Planeswalker buddies have bit it. They're, they're no. like about out and about doing yeah, things this right was now. Just, I, who knows? They haven't been around for a little bit. Okay. Except for when Gideon was sad about Oketra. Um, so yeah, who knows what they're doing. I can see it in my mind now. Gideon just like up against a pyramid, soft music playing in the background. A single tear falls, but evaporates before it can hit the sand. Yeah. Because it's hot. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, more of the ways that people died. But a lot of them just get stabbed by Eternals. Like, one of them picks up one of um, Hazaret's arrows and, like, manages to kill a couple of Eternals with it. Um, and then goes, oh, and sees Nicol Bolas and tries to throw it at Nicol Bolas. And at the last second... Nicol Bolas like turns and sees it and it just like fall breaks and falls to the ground. You know what I gotta say? And then that person gets murdered by a bunch of Eternals. As you do. Yep. This set plays out very well story-wise with the cards. Yeah. I don't, maybe I'm like, I guess Innistrad is very strong like that as well, but this, this is like, I feel like when I'm playing with the cards that the story is happening. Yeah. So for instance, there's that 3-1 white card um, that gets... I'll prevent all damage that would be dealt that's, to it when it exists. That's this person. Yeah. That's exactly this person because they, that's like Oketra's spear and they're like running and like this, they like they get this shield around them. Oh yeah. And Look then they that. throw it and then like the, you know, Nicol Bolas sees it and the arrow breaks and they're like faith breaks and then the, the shield goes away and they get killed by a bunch of Eternals. Yeah. So it just feels very flavorful, very desolate, yeah. like, you know, situation based on cards and stuff. So that's really cool. So props to whoever made that happen because it's kind of a immersive game experience. And that's where we are with Amaket Story Time. You know, Maria, we wanted a plane just wrecked. And we're getting it. We're getting it. (laughs) We're really getting it, guys. Is there any hope? No. I think think, think so. the answer is no. It's going to be left just, like, it's going to be, like, doomed. I don't know that it's going to be, there's going to be anything just left of it. Just some sand It and seems some like worms. the way that we're going, the idea is that there's nothing left. Wow. And that the Eternals, it seems like probably Nikki B's um, plan is to, is to go, yeah. you know, somewhere with them all. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We will. Well, with the release of a new set comes making a standard corner a little less standard. Or a little more standard, I guess. A little more standard. It's every bit as standard as it always is, except the content is different. That's right. Um, And we've got new cards, so we're going to see how the decks of the format are evolving. We're very early in the game here. Mm -hmm. We're starting to see some interesting things happening. Certainly. Uh, We have still seen, of course, some Teamer Energy and some Teamer Dynavolt Tower decks, which were around before. Hand. Yes. Uh, and, you know, they're still around now. They've got a, uh, a couple other new fun tools that are at their disposal to yeah, use. Absolutely. So you, I can imagine that those decks are going to kind of stick around yeah. um, and still be good. We've got a mono red deck. Yeah. Uh, which went 5 0 in a competitive standard league this week. Uh, this deck, you know, just doing its thing where it's like, do you know beat what I'm going to do? I'm going to play a bunch of red creatures and I'm going to beat you up with them. So you're playing creatures like On Crop Crasher, Blood Rage Brawler of all things, Bomat Courier, one all of my right. favorites, Earthshaker Kenra. Nice, very nice. Hazarets in this deck yeah, as well. Absolutely. Kari Zev. 
Uh, All right. So, you know, if you're looking to get aggressive, get there's aggressive, certainly a way to get, do get it. Aggressive. Get aggressive. There's also uh, some blue, red, and some Grixis control decks running around. Oh, really? Uh, with cards like Hour of Devastation in them. And, of course, in the Grixis version, oh, yeah. Nickel Bolas. <gasps> I'm so happy people are making Nickel Bolas into standard decks. I hope they yeah. turn out to be good. I think some of the concerns are that the mana is, like, the mana base for it isn't quite as ideal as you would like it to be. Why not? Um, and so they're really, just because, like, the types of dual lands that are available sure um don't necessarily support it so a lot of those are looking like either you're you know straight up blue red yeah like the old control decks um but with like maybe a couple copies of hour of devastation or it's like that but you're only black for nickel bolus you're not playing other black cards yeah really so there's a deck that we both tried a little bit on Magic yeah. Online that uh, was before before our was released was kind of being toyed around with, and I think it's still happening today. So people are still Absolutely. seeing if it's, it's going to be a good. Deck that people are playing, and that is white monument decks. So you can either do mono white or blue white, yes. as the case might be. And you're using Oketra's monument to help you make a giant army of soldiers, mm. and uh, it's a pretty neat deck. Um, yeah, really so, cool. So uh, what is interesting about this deck is that. One and obviously, Oketra's Monument makes all of these spells that you're casting even cheaper. Yeah. So being able to get someone with a spell queller that you're casting for blue-white it's is pretty just, good. like, very good. Yeah. It also plays Cloud Blazer in the blue-light version, which casting a Cloud Blazer to draw two cards uh, and gain two life for four mana. Oh, yeah. Pretty good. Uh, it also uses uh, Bygone Bishop. Four copies. This is a 2-3 that uh, whenever you cast something that has converted mana cost three or less. Draw some cards. You make a clue token. Oh, no. That's make a clue token. Sorry. Um, it also plays a card good. like Dusk to Dawn. Dusk to Dawn. So you just kill everything and then you only get your stuff back and everybody else can just have their stuff be dead and yep. like just deal with it. Yep. Here's, a, here's another interesting one. Yeah. That we stumbled across in the 5-0 list of Magic Online. It's an Eldrazi deck. Yeah. They're still around. Newsflash. Hey, they they are. And they're still pretty powerful. Yeah. And they've uh, it's added tools like a braid to, yeah. this, to this deck as well. And it's got like Eldrazi Obligator, which I haven't thought yeah. about for about 100 years. So this is more of uh, like a, this is an aggressive Eldrazi deck. Yeah. It's also playing, so it's playing for Mattery Shaper, uh, some Reality Smashers for Thought Not Seer. Four glory bringers, interestingly right. enough, um, and some handware garrisons. So this is like an Eldrazi aggro deck. That's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. So I was toying around on stream. If you want to watch us, another best kept streak in the magic community <laughs> is our stream, which is right. twitch.tv slash magic the amateuring. Yeah. Uh, go follow us if you want to be notified when we are streaming. And uh, I just thought it would be fun to build a cat horse deck. Yeah. Because um, that's just a funny idea to me. And um, I did. I have our copy. I have four copies of Pride Sovereign in this deck. We had four life linking little one one kitty kitty cats. And we had uh, one horse. Okay. <laughs> One crested sun mare. Yeah. And then just everything else was a cat, basically. Like, Feral Prowler was in this deck. Was it? Yes. And then the 3-1 Initiates Companion was in this deck. Yeah. And then some removal spells. Anyway, what happened is that the deck turned out to be okay. Like, it was not great, but I would call it pretty good. It was like it was missing one thing. It was missing one tool that would have made it great. What was the Um, tool, do you think? Let me think. We talked about it. Did we talk about this on last show or on no. the stream when you're like, what was one card you would want to be legal and standard? And I said Bramaz. 
Yeah. And I think you could definitely take a Brumaze. Yeah. I'll put that out there. Um, but it was really funny because nobody expects the Crested Sun Mare. And I brought <laughs> in more out of the sideboard. Yeah. And it was just great. And I was making indestructible horses. And for some reason, it's just hilarious. So it's like, yeah. oh, you have a 5-5 five, five indestructible horse. Oh, well, I can't do anything about that. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm playing Hour of Devastation, in which case I can do everything about that. In which case I can do literally anything. Yeah, but it, nice. <laughs> Gideon was in there. Oh, yeah, Nissa, the three-man and Nissa was in this deck. Oh, to put 1-1 cool. uh, one, one counters on all of your little dudes that you're birthing with a Pride Sovereign. Um, so... <laughs> It was just kind of fun. Waits to be seen um, if it turns out to be good. As I said on the stream, I'm putting all my hopes on Craig Wesco to make this happen for us. So, Craig, if you're listening, get your brewing hat on, which I'm sure you already have on, and make this deck happen. Look, we need it. We need it. And one, like, final deck I wanted to mention, just because I think people are brewing with it, yeah. is a God Pharaoh's Gift Gate to the Afterlife deck. Ooh. So this was brought to my attention by Frank Karsten, Dr. Frank Karsten, who wrote an article about magic math in our of devastation on channel fireball and like i love frank's articles um especially the ones about math and magic because they're so interesting the way he like looks at cards and he doesn't just see them for their playability or what decks they could fit in he wants to figure out all the different mathematical equations that make this card good under what scenarios when should you play this how many lands do you need to play to make this good etc so what he did was he built a blue red gift deck that's running things like gate to the afterlife and god pharaoh's gift as we mentioned cards like insolent neonate (laughs) minute Minister of Inquiries of all things, Trophy Mage is in this deck as well. Striped Riverwinder makes an appearance and Hollow One. So I think this is kind of a just an interesting little brew uh, here that Frank's put together. <laughs> so he says, in the right deck, you should be able to fetch God Pharaoh's Gift on turn four or five with reasonable consistency. <laughs> wow, and that's a powerful card. It is a very powerful card. Absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> um, will remains to be seen what's going to be the breakout deck of this format, but if you guys are brewing anything cool, if you gals are brewing anything cool, send us a message, because I want to know what we should be playing around with. I mean, we're going to be playing Denver, Megan. Yeah. Yeah, we are. And when when is Denver? Oh, yeah, there's the weekend of August 19th and 20th. So somebody's got to make me a deck that's not a control deck. A lot of good control decks running out there right now. And I'm counting on you out there. Please help. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Flavor Text Theater tradition that very recently after a set is released, we play movie pitches. That's right. So we're going to crack open this pack of Hour of Devastation. All of the cards inside will go to one lucky patron at the end of the month, along with some other sweet yes. stuff. So if you're not a patron already, you've still got time, friends. Uh, and we're going to give you some sweet movie pitches based off the titles of these cards. All right. Crack that pack, Megan. Make sure your crack pack and fingers are opening an invocation. Oh, oh yeah. What if you, I've, oh, I've opened one recently. Oh, so. okay. So your fingers like are tired. Exactly. My yeah. fingers are, you know, they only have so much magic in them. <laughs> I feel you. All right. Ooh, Ooh you did, we did pull get the a, nice a island. Full, out, full art, beautiful island. The islands are so gorgeous. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Oh, okay. They're very, very pretty. Beautiful. All right. Here we go. All right. Just picking a card randomly here, and we're going <laughs> to... Make some movies based on the card names or, you know, art or whatever we feel in, yeah. in our hearts about these cards. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is um, this is the story of um, a woman who in her in her youth uh, was very or like when she was like not not in her youth, but like just out of college, got a job um, with 
with the mili- with the military. Okay. Um, and was in charge of. She was like specifically about making different plans. Um, but she really bungled a big operation. Okay. Um, so actually, it's not with the military, but it's like with the FBI. And sure, she sure, really sure. bungled a big operation, like her first big operation. And she lost all of her confidence. Yeah. And so since then, she's only ever made plans, but like not had the courage to execute any of them. Yeah. Um, and so it's just like most of the movie is about her just like making these elaborate plans and then never having any of them come to fruition. But finally, there's like one big job. And she was like a genius at this. She just made a miscalculation the first time yeah. out. Yeah. Um, and they're just like, you have to do this because you are the only person who can plan this. Wow. Uh, and she, she does it. You know, she takes it on yeah and even though she's it. so afraid and but she totally gets it it's called strategic planning <laughs> <laughs> strategic planning the best part of having any job yeah just the kidding strategic planning. the worst all right this movie is kind of like um a child inspiration film in which there is a little kid that lives with their parents and she uh-huh. and her parents are just the worst so they're like all the rules all the time you can only eat broccoli you have to go to the school where they tap your knuckles with a ruler and you can't have any fun um but what she doesn't know is that every saturday she sneaks out of her prearranged grounding in her room to go see her aunt who um is like this crazy artistic lady it's kind of like a you know miss who Miss Frizzle cited, sort of type from the Magic School Bus in yeah. that she's crazy and they go on all sorts of um, adventures together and do all sorts of things and then of course she ends up back in bed at 10 p.m. her parents none the wiser um, and eventually her you know at the end of the movie her aunt is granted you know custody over this child because I don't know they realize the parents are just BS so yeah, kind of like Matilda it's kind of like Matilda um, but I failed to mention that this aunt's name is Kendra um, but <laughs> the name of the movie is Defiant Kendra <laughs> really had to reach for oh, that one oh. uh, I would watch that as a child though Anyways. So this is a film that's kind of analogous to like uh, to something like Braveheart, Ooh, right? Where okay. it's, it's about um, it's, it's we'll say it's set in a in a fictionalized version of kind of like the the different battles that have happened within the United Kingdom, okay? Um, by the other you know the other like Scotland and Wales mm-hmm. inside of there, um, where it's uh they, there's like the the minority power has been like fighting back against the the people who are trying to conquer their land for forever and ever and ever but they haven't been getting anywhere right okay. like their borders keep shrinking back and back and back as they lose more ground um to the to this country that's coming in and invading them um and <laughs> and at the if but then they find like one warrior um who just completely turns like the the, the ideas tide. and the strategy on its ear um and then they manage to win a couple of key battles it's called unconventional tactics all right. I mean, I'm watching it a bit. It's getting made right now. I guarantee you. Yeah, it's already getting made. <laughs> this is a movie. It's kind of like a documentary. It's meant to be a documentary, but it really takes a turn somewhere within the first five minutes. It's about David Lee Roth, who, as you all know, is in the band, a famous band. Yeah, that which you definitely remember. Knows. Uh, he has long blonde hair. Um, uh-huh. And Member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Van Van Halen. Okay, so okay. it's a documentary about David Lee Roth and his Van Halen days, but soon you realize it's not a real documentary because David is made of lava. <laughs> and it's 
<laughs> and it's the trials and tribulations of David Lee Roth's life as if if he had been made of lava the whole yeah. time. Like he yeah. could never really truly have love because if they get too close, they can't touch him anymore because he's burning rock. Um, anyway, the name of this movie is Magma Roth. <laughs> terrible it's, it's a oh, yeah. horrible movie never go see it um so okay so this one is kind of like uh we'll say it's eh, all right we'll, we'll come back around to like what it's analogous to because i forgot both my reference points okay. um but it's about a team of archaeologists and they're excavating um an egyptian tomb yeah and uh like they they take all of these artifacts out despite being warned by people like you shouldn't do that like bad things have happened and they're just like the those are all old wives tales it's totally fine like we want to study them so they take out all of these artifacts from like the main tomb that's in there um and then and then terrible things start happening to them they start falling really ill um or they like they're they're in horrible accidents um and they so like the surviving ones are like put all of the things back. Um, but bad things keep happening to them and they don't understand why. And then they realize it's because it's not like the main tomb that they had excavated. It's because um, this tomb had actually been created over the Whoa. graves of a whole bunch of pharaohs who had come previous to that <sighs> one. And all of them are not wrecking, like they're not necessarily trying to wreak havoc on the archaeologists. They're trying to wreak havoc on the remains of that pharaoh because they're so mad that he came and just yeah. like, you know, built his tomb on top of them Whoa. and buried them so that they were unknown to history. So it's kind of like the ring where they have to let yeah. people know <laughs> about these forgotten pharaohs. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, in order for them to stop being tormented because they just want to be remembered. It's called Wall of Forgotten Pharaohs. Wow. I could see that. Brendan Fraser's definitely in it. Uh, <laughs> this yes. is another yeah. movie about archaeologists, actually. And it's kind of another sort of twisty kind of horror suspense movie. And they are excavating a site in yeah. Egypt, as you would. Um, only things get a little strange really soon off the bat after the movie starts. They're excavating. They're like, wait a second. No Egyptian people had... Uh, uh, Apple watches. Oh, that's so weird. Why did we Why did we excavate this Apple watch? Oh, that's so weird. Like, here's a shoe, and it looks just like the shoe you had, Dave. And soon they realize they're excavating their own excavation site. So it's like all of their artifacts are th their own, but they've been buried under this. I mean, like, it's real inception, like, yeah. mind, mind, uh, you know, <laughs> censoring myself but like that's that's what it is and they've got to figure out how are, did they come to excavate their own burial site whoa survivors encampment that's in, that's a film already that's, they're they're making that film right now that film <laughs> I is don't currently know how it in ends. production don't know how it ends but that's definitely how it starts you're gonna have to watch it it'll be out any day yeah. now um okay so this one is uh like your van halen <laughs> movie yeah uh this one is about the band kansas <laughs> wow name one kansas song carry on my wayward son there we go that's it. that is the one song <laughs> by kansas um and but it's it's about uh this brief period in time where the lead singer of kansas had vocal notes <laughs> and was unable to sing um, and had to have this is like before uh, he had surgery performed on these vocal notes yeah um <laughs> it's called Carry On Screecher. <laughs> and it is relevant that the song that you know by them is Carry On My Wayward 
grandson. I'm glad I asked the right, right question there. Yeah, absolutely, you did. <laughs> this is another horror film. I'm just in the horror movie mood, and it's uh, one of those involving young children who are dying all over the town, and nobody wow. knows what's going wow. on. But it's only little girls. It's only Ooh. little girls. Okay. And people are like, oh, this must be some kind of child killer who's out killing girls or whatever, um, some horrifying thing. And then... Um, they re- a little boy um, dies and is the first one, and they realize what has been killing them all in the town. There, there was a witch who long ago lost all her hair in a fire, <laughs> and so she's very jealous of all the young girls who have beautiful, uh, lovely locks. And whenever they put them uh, into a plate, they're strangled by it. Um, and the boy who died was the only boy who had long hair in the town. It's called a braid. <laughs> Why? Ooh, that one was painful. Okay. So uh, this one is uh, this is the, this is the, you remember the film We Bought a Zoo? <laughs> I mean, I remember that it exists. You remember that it exists? <laughs> yeah. I also have never seen it. This is the follow. This is the sequel <laughs> called Rampaging Hippo. My other two cards That's I just it. pulled were Kenra Eternal and Kenra Scrapper, and they're just sequels to Defiant Kenra. It's yeah. like the rest of her life. Yeah. Um, so let's see if I can pull an original one here. Ooh. Man, I, I'm just like in the horror movie mood because I want to make this one a horror movie too. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one that's uh, basically... <laughs> it's in the style of M. Night Shyamalan's famous and indisputably great work, um... The happening and what's happening is not are not the trees. Spoiler alert: are getting revenge, but the water is getting revenge on people. Yeah. So um, it's killing them in various ways. In the shower, they drown. Uh, it, they get wow. their garden hose like strangles them like a cobra. Yeah. Uh, they choke on an ice cube. Why not? Um, and uh, it's called unquenchable thirst. <laughs> Okay, so this one is a mashup of, like, the story of Marie Antoinette and Beauty and the Beast. In. Um, In. Where it's it's about um, this, like, essentially Marie Antoinette character um, who, who just can't, like, she starts accumulating all of these things and all of this wealth. Yeah. Because it's not about making herself feel better by having things, but it's because she's always felt, like, so inconsequential. And she feels like she's always been in danger of just, like, if she doesn't have all of this stuff around her, people will, like, cease to remember that she exists. Whoa. So it's her way of sort of being like, I'm here. I exist. Yeah. Uh, by, by like, surrounding herself with overwhelming splendor. <gasps> but then she realizes splendor. that, you know, making other people feel insignificant, like one ones, is not the way to go. Yeah, that's a pretty sweet mythic rare that we've pulled. I guess your, yeah. your hands weren't too tired from opening that invocation. What did you open the other day, by the way? Uh, I opened a, what is it, slaughter pack. Ooh, that's yeah. right, slaughter pack. Real sweet. All right, these cards are going into our pile of cards to give away to a lucky patron at the end of the month, which is fast approaching. So get over to patreon.com. It really scarily fast approaching. <laughs> slash MTA cast and put Oof. your name in the proverbial hat for the drawing for all these play mats and other prizes that we will uh, draw for. Or as uh, as soon as next episode. Oh my gosh! So yeah, get over there and do that. Well, humans and the non-humans, that's the 
end of the show. Thank you so much for hanging out with us this week. As you always do, it's good to have you around. As we said earlier, we'd be just talking into a void if you weren't there. That is correct. And that would be sad, weird, and creepy. Even though if you're a void, you're enough. That's right, you basketball hoops of the world. Enough. You're enough. Remember to go to patreon.com slash mtacast to support the show. Good luck. Have funds. <laughs> Something somebody said to us recently when they donated, and I just loved it so much. It was so delightful. That I made a little piece of art out of it. So thank you for whoever wrote that to us. Um, it was quite lovely. And yeah, funds are what ensure us, are uh, what keep the show going and ensure yeah. that we can keep doing more episodes for you week after week. Uh, you can see the fruits of our labor over on YouTube as well. YouTube.com slash mtacast. Uh, where we put up videos every week. Uh, we've got a new My Roommate is a Planeswalker up this week. That's uh, right. Involving a, a pretty, one of some of the favorite certain, Planeswalkers. A certain, uh, a certain planeswalker. Nightmare Weaver. <laughs> so get over and watch that episode. I just love it. Um, <laughs> it's by far one of the best uh, costumes I've ever oh made. Oh my God. It's so great. It's so great. It's delightful. Thank you, of course, as well to CardKingdom.com. Head to our affiliate link, CardKingdom.com slash MTACast to buy anything you need for magic. And it's also just a great site. They have a blog, Mm -hmm. all sorts of things up there that you can peruse at your leisure when you're at work. You're supposed to be working. Check out CardKingdom.com slash MTACast and tell them to put a sticker in your order. As we said right here, this is what you'll get. Boom. Sticker. sticker. Uh, Just just for saying so. CardKingdom.com slash MTACast. So, yeah, we've uh, got exciting things coming up on the next few episodes. Yeah, we do. Oh, boy. We're going to try and get them out there to you. Here's hoping the internet in Japan is good. But I hear yeah. they're they're in the future, so it, sh- it should work. Not only literally they're from literally here. literally in the future from here. That's what <laughs> but, you meant. But also, they've got, like, people say going there is like going to the future because they've got so much cool stuff. But uh, anyway, that, that will be where half of our episode is coming from next week, so make sure you tune in to that. And until then, I mean, you know, get your play on. FNM, Magic Online, Random store stuff. Go Monstars! Uh, Go Monstars!